Washington is expected to make some noise in the Pac-12 in 2023, and quarterback Michael Penix will help lead the way in a conference stacked with talented arms. It is Monday, April 10th. This is the College Football Daily. I am Lance Glenn. Washington had a big bounce back season in year one under Kalen DeBoer, going 11-2 and and winning the Alamo Bowl. One of the biggest reasons for this return to winning was transfer quarterback Michael Penix and his jaw-dropping performance for the Huskies. In just a moment, I'm going to throw it to a conversation that was recently had on the Football Recruiting Podcast as hosts Cooper Batagna and Andrew Ivins talked with Kalen DeBoer about the quarterback spot for the program, Michael Penix's rise, and the future of the position. Really a great conversation. You don't want to miss it. So here is Cooper Batagna and Andrew Ivins with Washington head coach Kalen DeBoer. Coach, we're almost 15 minutes into this this podcast, and this is the first time this name's come up. But Michael Penix, uh, he is not a guy from the West Coast. He is not a guy from the Midwest, but you knew him when he was at Indiana. Um, and he, it, obviously magical season for him, leading leading the NCAA in passing. Just what do we need to know about him as an individual? Uh, I remember when he entered that transfer portal, I think you guys beat out UCF for him. There were some other schools in there. What was it like getting him, talking him into playing, you know, probably the furthest away? I, you know, I don't think you could go any further from Tampa yeah. to there. So, right. you know, how, how did you get him there and how did you keep him here for the upcoming season? Well, I think, first of all, just, you know, he was in the portal. And I think um, when he saw I, I was coming to Washington, I think without even us contacting each other, uh, I, I knew he was there and he knew I was here. Uh, and I think there was kind of this in the back of our minds, uh, like, hey, this could be what evolves and what happens. Um, but we just kind of let it run its course for a, a few days. And um, once we got on the phone and and kind of rekindled and just started talking, man, I just re- I it went back to 2019 and how much fun it was coaching him, remembering what type, how great of a person he was. Um, you know, he's a guy that just is pushing hard to be great and is super competitive. Um, obviously very talented, but he's he, he'll just be one of the guys out there too, you know, and, and I think that's what our team loves about him is he's got this uh, competitiveness and, man, he goes out there and balls out on Saturdays, but, you know, he's he's just pretty cool and calm when it comes to, you know, just hanging out in the locker room and and uh, maybe going out for, for dinner or lunch or something like that with his, with his teammates. But he is, uh, you know, once once he came to campus, I think it was pretty much instantaneously that, you know, we talked through a few things, kind of figure out where he was at, that this would be what happens. As far as, like you said, holding on to him or keeping, I don't look at it that way. Um, our whole mindset was that it was probably going to, it was going to be one and then moving on to the next level, the NFL um, after this last season. But I think just as the year went along, um, it was just something where he's had such an amazing experience. Um, and it was so much fun, you know, uh, here in Seattle with the uh, just the community support um, and, uh, you know, winning football games. And I think at the end, with just there being some unfinished business uh, for our team and our program uh, with what we think we're capable of doing or feel we're capable of doing, um, you know, it just, it came to the point where he, uh, you know, he just felt like, man, you know, like you don't get many years in, in your life to have these experiences. And, you know, he wanted to come back for more. And uh, obviously we were, we were ecstatic um, when he uh, gave us that message through a video at our team banquet. And, uh, you know, that was a phenomenal night. Just, I think the trickle, 
the, the trickle effect from that, you know, with other guys deciding that they're going to stay for another year and not move on to uh, the NFL. Um, you know, Mike Shirt certainly was a catalyst with that. Coach, how big of an advantage is that for you to have the known commodity of a Michael Penix coming over from Indiana as a first-year head coach? And here you are. Here's your quarterback transfer, starting quarterback. Obviously, he had, he had to win that battle. But for you, is that like an extension of you in a way that you can kind of say, hey, you know, here's a guy that knows me. We've been together. I mean, is, is that a is that a beneficial part of you in, in your transition uh, to a new place like Washington? I think the biggest thing between uh, Michael and I is going to be the trust and just the the love we have for the journey we are, we're each on, you know, and um, l- love seeing him you know, have these moments that uh, he's worked so hard for and, um, you know, the adversity he's gone through to, to, to realize that he's even just, uh, it's just crazy. But, you know, I think um, there's no question him knowing the offense, just, it just it catapulted us, you know, quicker into the success we had. Um, definitely have to give Ryan Grubb, our offensive staff as well, but Ryan Grubb just did an amazing job, just like, push and push and push and you know mike as well you know um and seeing how far he could take us and not just taking this slow approach but realizing that we had a guy that knew probably i don't know at least 80 percent, if not more like you know 85 90 percent of the offense you know and so um he was like a coach on the field yes he went through a quarterback competition we kept it open went really one third one third one third with the reps all spring uh the first couple of weeks of fall camp um, it is a different deal now, you know, when you know that you have the guy and, and uh, just the way we're operating when play one of spring ball hit, you know, and, and here's your quarterback and here's, you know, this guy and that guy, and, um, you know, in the lineup. And, uh, you know, those are kind of your for sure starters, uh, you know, that have shown what they can do and work so well together. Um, it's exciting. I know Cooper's going to roll his eyes here, but uh, this is a recruiting podcast, roster management podcast, and, and Penix is left-handed, right? It, what is it like having a lefty? Because I think people don't realize, you know, it kind of alters not the offense, but it makes practice a little bit more difficult. Do you ever try to recruit another left-hander for you? Well, everything we do is left-handed. You see how I drank my water, right? <laughs> <laughs> everything we do is left-handed now in the whole building, so... <laughs> Yeah, that was unique. Last year, you know, we had Sam uh, Heward with us, too. And so we had two lefties out of our really three main quarterbacks. And uh, that was unique. But, um, yeah, I don't think it matters what, you know, obviously we've had both. And um, you certainly do take another look at the lefties because um, uh, Mike's Mike's definitely special. There's something about the way they throw, too. It just looks really good, Um, you know, whether it's a football, a baseball no matter what, but yeah, yeah, we've all become lefties now and everything. <laughs> all right, coach, let, let's talk about a right-handed quarterback and one that we're, we're pretty jazzed yeah. up about Austin Mack. Yeah. Okay, you got this, this big cat coming in from Folsom high school, which university of Washington had a lot of success out of that high school there in Folsom. And this is a guy that Andrew and I and our team at 24 seven sports really excited about reclassifies into the class of 2023. And with you guys now, I believe, it's pretty interesting. We have this very small sample size of quarterbacks that have reclassified and what their success looks like at the collegiate level. With Austin Mack, 
is there a different type of development uh, developmental plan in place, not only on the field or off the field with a guy that should be a senior in high school, or do you just throw him in there and he's just one of the guys and, and you, you kind of treat him like everybody else? Yeah, I think we'll see as we go along, you know, but first of all, we know he's physically just, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a man, you know, you know, he's only, he's young, but uh, he, he's six, six, you know, at least. And, that's what you don't see in the film. Like you don't really feel like, oh, he's six six because the way he moves and stuff. Um, he doesn't have the number of snaps, right? He's really played one main year of, of high school ball, and so that experience is something that you know we need to make sure we're trying to give him as much of. Um, he's going to be in a meeting room with Coach Grubb and Dylan Morris and Mike Penix. I mean, some guys who really are great people too. On top of knowing the ropes of college football. And uh, I know they'll take him under their wing uh, when it comes to how he'll grow and develop. Um, intentionally, is I think you know there'll be certainly ways where we're trying to put him out there in the fire, uh, in practices, and just you know really you know helping him build confidence, uh, helping him learn, um, you know, and do it in a way where you know hey we understand like you haven't had all these banked reps, but he's got the tools uh, there. That's for sure. You know just. Um, to me, the, the explosiveness of his arm and arm talent in general, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's amazing. He's just maturity. You know, that's what pops at you so much. He's just beyond his years. You know, I have a, a, a daughter who's, you know, really the same age as him when he comes in and she's very mature and talks very well, but he just, you know, he comes in the room and, and you don't think that he's a, a 20 and not originally a 2024 grad, you know, and, um, you know, we'll be smart. We'll, have to be, we'll be careful as we get through the season. I mean, if it's a, a, a moment where you have to roll and get him out there, you do that. But uh, I know we'll be very smart in making sure we, we help him grow but not have, you know, any major setbacks, uh, whether it's confidence-related, injury-related, or anything like that. But um, he's, uh, he's different. He's different. In our minds, he's different than uh, a lot of the quarterbacks that, uh, you know, we recruited out of the 2023 class as well. Big thanks to Huskies head coach Kalen DeBoer for going on the football recruiting podcast. Remember to give us a five-star rating and a review and make sure to head on over to the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel and subscribe as well. So thanks for listening to the College Football Daily and have a good Monday.